And in university, that's when I realized that creativity is not about being good at art or music. It's about being able to come up with new solutions to an existing problem. You're listening to Creatives Making Money, the podcast for creatives who are on a mission to do the work they feel most called to do and make some money while they do it. This is a show for the makers, the dreamers, the doers, the creators, the artists, the crazy ones, and the ones who are determined to consciously build the life and career of their dreams. Here, we don't just believe in getting your dream job, we believe in creating it. So what does creative success even look like? How do we live a fully expressed, abundant AF life? That's precisely what we're here to find out. My mission with Creatives Making Money is to conduct 100 interviews with successful creatives and those who love and support them about money, career, and the process of making and doing what they most love, including all of the ups, downs, and in-betweens. I'm your host, Jamie Jensen, writer, storyteller, filmmaker, serial entrepreneur, and shameless creator. No matter where you are in your creative and financial journey, I'm here to help you create like you mean it. Hello and welcome to Creatives Making Money. Today I have with me the incredible Joanna Galvayo, who is the founder of GIF Design Studios, an award-winning design agency specialized in brand identities and conversion-obsessed design. Based in Porto, Portugal, with a team of 10 designers and developers, Gift Design Studio offers the full range of print and digital design services to industry leaders in 17 countries on five continents. So she's basically a super badass. (laughs) Joanna also speaks internationally on the power of design and creativity, and her work has been featured in The Guardian UK, Brand Brilliance, and Digital Arts Magazine. I am so excited to have you here, Joanna, and to ask you all the questions. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Yay! Um, Always excited to talk to you. Oh, thank you. I mean, same, same here. So (laughs) what's funny is that, so I typically end these episodes with this question that I've decided to just kick off interviews with this question because I want everyone to hear your answer. And if they don't make it all the way to the end of the interview, then they'll miss it. So let's open with the $5 million question, which is literally if $5 million landed in your lap, with, from just an angel benefactor, and there was like no taxes and no strings attached and no blah, blah, blah. Um, what would you do with that money? Oh, wow. Can that happen, please, universe? <laughs> <laughs> I would do so many things without money. I would play. So first off, just to cover basics, I would probably, you know, buy a flat somewhere and put some people in there so that I can have like you know, a cushion, safety in case all my creative plans go wrong with how I spend the rest of this money. <laughs> um, probably give my team a raise and just start working on our own creative projects. Wow, five million, that's, that's a yeah, you could do a lot with that. I would start a YouTube channel and like go full on like, great team, really cinematic stuff. I know, um, maybe hire you to write the script for it. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Tons of of, like really exciting um, movies about creativity, which is what I'm so passionate about. Um, And, you know, maybe buy my mom a flat and give some to charity. Mm -hmm. 
I love that. And a hundred percent, by the way, like, yes, let's make some movies together. Whenever you, let's do that. <laughs> well, when the $5 million comes <laughs> out, then we'll have a good budget for a movie. I think, it, I think it's funny because I love that you're like, it's $5 million. We can do so much with it. And when I think about it, I'm always like, okay, we're going to need more. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to need more than $5 million <laughs> for all the things. Um, but you can use that five million to make another ten, and then yes. use those ten to make more. So that's the beautiful thing about money is it expands and attracts more money, right? Mm. Yeah. So talk to me about creativity. I know that you speak on this a lot, and it's your jam. And you just you just reminded us that it's your favorite thing ever. So I would love to know when did you realize that you were creative? So this is funny. Uh, it's a funny question because I actually, in, in my talks, I say that I got tricked, right? Um, because as a kid in art class, I used to get told that I was very creative for making these beautiful drawings. And I thought like, ooh, I feel special. This is like a little superpower because when I, when I come home with these drawings, it makes my parents go, oh, wow, we should hang this up. You know, whereas my sister, by being good at science, she would get a pat on the head. So that's when I thought I was creative. I thought I knew I was creative. But when I got to university, I realized that I was being rewarded for, you know, just conforming. Because I was, if you, like, and I, I tell this story specifically, like, I, I would draw a house and color inside the lines and, and put the triangular roof, the two windows and the door in the middle. And my teacher would give me an A and say that was very creative. Whereas my sister would draw a house on a tree and some slides, uh, you know, coming out of the door and she would be told that's wrong. And so that's why, that's where I think, um, we get creativity wrong so early on because we get told we're creative for, you know, conforming rather than coming up with something really cool. And in university, that's when I realized that creativity is not about being good at art or music. It's about being able to come up with new solutions to an existing problem. So you can be creative with accounting. You can be creative with business. You know, business is just a medium, just like paint is a medium for your creative expression, for you to bring your spin on and your solutions to problems in the world. And so I think that's, it was at university that I really understood what creativity was, which now makes me think, well, then everyone is creative. They just don't know it. Hmm. So true. Do you remember the first time you got paid for your creative work? Oh, hmm. It was hmm. probably in university for doing some logo design. I'm trying to think. I used to do a lot of my friends' um, inv uh, party invitation designs, but I didn't get paid for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. I When I was um, 11, I wrote a book, illustrated it, and then pre-sold it to my friends at school. So I had one copy of it. And I'm like, do you want it? I'll bring it back tomorrow. Give me the money. And I'd come home to my mom and I'd be like, mom, I sold five of these. Now we need to like, you need to print them and staple them together and <laughs> cut them up. And I make the drawings and we'd set up like an assembly line. 
Um, so that's the first time I made money, but it was, so you had a publishing business when you were five when you were 11. Yes. (laughs) I think I sold 10 copies and then I was like, this is too much work of doing the same drawing. I think it's so funny how, how many entrepreneurs I know actually have a story like that, where when they were a kid, they, they started a business and they're like, people are going to pay me for, I'm going to make a thing and people are going to pay me for it. All right. That's happening. You know, um, it's a lot more creative than a lemonade stand. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I, see. I didn't think of business like that. Like when I was a kid, I wanted to be an actress, a writer, a movie director, an illustrator. And I wanted to be all of those at the same time when I grew up. I thought that was possible. It is possible. Are any of those still active dreams? Yes. Well, my acting, my acting dream is coming out in my speaking. (laughs) So I get to be on stage and hopefully launch a YouTube channel first. Um, I movie direction. I want to make music videos Mm. one day. Mm -hmm. Do you have any artists that like really inspire you right now where you flip over to do a video for them? Ooh. Interesting. I would, I would flip over for doing a video for Lady Gaga because I think she's, the work she's putting out in the world, um, being vulnerable and so raw is so important. And I, I want to be part of that. You know, she's being so honest lately about how unfulfilled she felt from her hugely successful career. And and I can resonate. I think that we, we're always chasing the next thing and we can find fulfillment inside of us. So if I can be part of that message by doing music videos for her, I'm down. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that's something that you want to speak about in the future too? That's a good question. Um, for sure. Yeah. I write about it in my posts on social media every now and then. And then sometimes my mom calls me and she's like, you're being too vulnerable. Be careful. That's going to, that might ruin your business. <laughs> um, I remember when you posted this one thing and then you were, you, mm. you, you had some weird pushback from it or something, right? Like so, it was someone said something. Yeah. Some, I don't, we don't yeah, have to someone, talk about it. Someone but, told me like, you know, it makes you look weak and you can't just be, Yeah. You can't just be humaning all over the internet. Haters gonna hate. <laughs> yeah. But I had great feedback. I had really successful clients email me saying I needed that post today. It got me out of the house, got me going for a walk, and got my creative juices flowing again. And so thank you. And so I don't care if some people don't agree with being vulnerable. I think it's needed, and I don't mind doing it. So. Mm-hmm. What do you remember what the post was about? It was admitting that I had a quiet month, um, like eight months back or something like that, and that I started to struggle to get out of bed um, and question myself. And then by taking the time to do some hobbies, um, do some creative hobbies. So I started photography again. I started to write a novel um, just for fun, like not attached to the monetary outcome of those things that got me inspired again about like it got me inspired in in my business again. And so it was about taking the time to 
doing things for yourself to pursuing hobbies because you know being a beginner gets your creative juices flowing so pick something you want to be a beginner at as like your side thing as your hobby um, or find a way of self-expression that can release some of that you can use it to release some of that energy and feel better I love that so how did you end up with a design agency how did that happen well, it was actually in um, business school, no, sorry, business class in school that I found out that I wanted to be a graphic designer or that graphic design even existed because we were asked to build a, like a mini business. And all I wanted to do was the logo design, the packaging and the website and the leaflets and the marketing. And so my business teacher was like, you know, like, that's not really business. That's more graphic design. You should consider it as a career. So I was really lucky that at age 16, I knew what I wanted to do. Did it for university. Worked for um, a really great award-winning agency in London. And then realized that I wanted more holidays and more freedom. And I wanted to pick what projects I was working on. And because my my boss was already letting me lead client meetings at 21, I thought, well, if he trusts me, maybe I can do this alone. And I found Marie Forleo. In her launch, she had a video saying, finish the sentence, wouldn't it be great if? And I wrote, well, wouldn't it be great if I magically got some freelance clients so that I could make the clothes closing cart in 10 days. So I could make two grand in 10 days. Like that's more than I make in a month. There's no way I'm paying for this, like out of my salary, it's physically impossible. So, so this yeah, was a B-School launch. Yeah. Yeah. So if anyone wants a logo and a woman contacted me, she said, well, I don't have two grand for a logo, but I've got 800. Does that buy me a logo? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like shitting my pants and like, oh, sorry. No, sure this is an F-bomb dropping. This is an R-rated podcast. <laughs> and I'm explicit, like, explicit content always. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like freaking out. I'm like, keep it cool, Joanna. Pretend that's your normal price. And you're like almost halfway there to make it into B-school. And next thing I know, she's offering to share my work in, in the group. She was already a B-school member. And from that one post, I got booked solid for the next three months. I made the two grand in 10 days. I was in. And, um, and then we were so busy that it was actually my husband's idea, boyfriend at the time, to start hiring more people and grow this. Mm -hmm. I think otherwise I probably would have waited I don't know. I was happy freelancing, to be honest. <laughs> but now really? I'm happy running an agency, too. It's <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, funny. Are you kidding? I was having so much fun. But, you know, like, the minute you quit your, like, if, you're, if you manage to get enough freelance clients to make more than what you used to make in your job, mm -hmm. it's inevitable, right, that those first couple of months are going to be, like, the honeymoon period. Like, I love my life. I can... I can go out at, of the house at any time and get a green smoothie. And I remember that was the thing that I wanted to do. I wanted to be able to afford a green smoothie at any time during the day and be able to switch from working in my house to a nice coffee shop to the restaurant and just feel free. Mm -hmm. How important do you think freedom is in creative work? 
Like how important do you think it is that creatives feel free for their work to be like at its highest potential? In the idea generation mode, if you don't have that period where you let your mind be free, I believe strongly that it's going to hurt your creativity. Your brain comes, so how it works is um, like if we think of it like a wheel, you've got, you need to, and this is like the model that I normally teach, you have your find. So what, what is it that you're after? You know, these are all Fs the way so that's why it's find find your problem find I love f words <laughs> so find find what um what your problem is that you want to solve and let that could be a brief for a project then you need to focus on that so focus on it and and um like get the research you need then you need to transition into a flow state and this is where it's, and that's funny because free is an F word too. So that's when you, ne you need to let your mind wander so that your brain can make all those connections at a subconscious level from the information it already has from everything you've seen in the world, everything you've consumed, everything you've learned in, throughout your whole life and match that with the brief and the research you've just done so that it could find new connections and it's not going to make those as well or as quickly if your brain is in focus mode your brain waves actually need to switch from beta which is what your brain waves are at when you're focused to alpha which is when you're relaxed and either going for a walk or doing something mundane that you don't even have to think about it like washing the dishes or ironing so it's not so much that you need to feel free, is that you need to cultivate time where you can let your mind be free and you can let your mind wander. Awesome. And I think anyone can find that no matter where you're at in life. You know, it's just a question of taking an hour, putting your phone on airplane mode and going for a walk. And that's, that's all the freedom you need to get some creative juices flowing. Mm. I love it. I also love walks and ideas during walks and both of the things you said, washing dishes and, and well, I don't iron, but I fold laundry and that does that. That does it for me. Yeah. I'm curious when you're managing a team and you have projects and deadlines and, you know, I, I mean, I've, I've been through some of this, but I'm curious how you handle this and what you have to say about this. What do you think, you know, how do you, help support the creativity of your team, you know, in, in getting projects done and making sure that you're delivering on deadline, but also making sure that they have what they need to have the alpha and the beta and have the, the freedom and the play, but also make sure you're getting shit done. Mm -hmm. Sure. So this is one that we're always experimenting with. And, you know, my team have come to one of my talks on creativity. So they know my stance on these things. I always share with them talks whenever I find um, talks on idea generation or productivity so that we're all like thinking like, what's the best workflow for us? But a couple of things that we do is every morning we do a stand up, which is we just go through everyone like, what are you working on today? Do you need anything? 
is anything stopping you from doing getting the work like are you stuck for ideas do you need more feedback from the client like can we help in any way um so we have that at the beginning of the day we have um two so three breaks throughout the day we've got one at 11 for 20 minutes and i i don't force them but i strongly encourage them to walk away from their desk and everyone does it at different times in the morning you know they get a coffee or they sit and chat or look through a book then we've got an hour for lunch we mo most days we sit down together actually um, and I know in America it's not very common that you take an hour for lunch and sit somewhere else than at your desk in front of your computer and then we take another break 20 minute break in the afternoon and finally we use uh, and this is one we adopted this year and it to be honest, we're still like trying to remember to integrate it into our brainstorms, which is an improv technique that I learned from Mike Ganino. Shout out to Mike Ganino. He's the author of uh, Company Culture for Dummies, which is amazing. And we love Mike. We love Mike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, should bring Mike, I should bring Mike on this podcast too. You should. Oh my God. He would so be such fun. a good guest. Yeah. Yes. I'll do that then. And uh, so, yeah, he taught us, uh, I took a course at Heroic Public Speaking and we, where we had improv classes. And he taught us this improv technique called yes and. So you have to agree and contribute. And he told me this is actually a really good technique to use when in idea generation mode. Because your brain likes to be right. And when it's coming up with ideas, if you tell it like, ah, oh, yeah, that wouldn't really work it's like it shuts off. It's like, okay, well then I'm going to play it safe and I'm not going to give you other ideas that are out there because I'm scared that you're going to come back to me and say it's wrong. And this happens all at the subconscious level. So when you're in idea generation mode, when you're brainstorming with others, you want to use yes and as much as you can because you want to carry on those juices uh, flowing. And sometimes like I feel the silence if we're like throwing around ideas for something and there's like a pause because people are still thinking about it. I will fill the silence with the most, whatever comes up, comes to mind because that helps first, that helps my juices going as well, but that also might trigger another thought in someone else's brain that will make another connection and they would come up with another idea. And then once you've felt like you've dumped all your ideas down, then you do the edit process. So it's a, so it's basically like you plant all your seeds and you let all the seeds come out. Right. And then, and then you prune. Am yeah. I getting this? Okay, great. That's like for sure. Also like very, very much how I would tell someone to write too. Right. Cause like it's, it's this, mm it's like editing while you write is exhausting and it's basically not yes ending your ability to flow because yeah. if you're like, if you write a sentence and then you look at it and you go, well, that's not perfect enough. I need to reread it and make it perfect. Then you're going to stop the flow of what's coming out and like the next thing and the next thing and the next thing instead of letting it happen. So for any yeah. of you listening who are writers who are trying to apply creative stuff to other areas of your business, um, to looking at graphic design, to doing creative direction, or even to coming up with product ideas and stuff like that, this is a great way. Well, so for writing, I also have this thing where I have like two personalities, like two alter egos. 
we've got the hippie Joanna, which like has, you know, long wavy hair is like dancing around, maybe naked in a room. And it's just like, of course she's naked. (laughs) Well, it has to be like a free spirit. Right. And so it's like, you invite her to the page. So like, okay, free Joanna, you've got an hour. Just like go nuts and never stop. And you know, this free Joanna, she doesn't edit herself. She doesn't worry what her hair looks like or what her dance moves are. So it's all about like getting into like, what would someone like that create and let it, letting it flow. And then you thank her or I thank her and I say, okay, you can go home now. Thank you, divine feminine goddess. (laughs) (laughs) Let's bring perfectionist Joanna to clean up the party, (laughs) clean up after her (laughs) and see what she's created. And let's see like now with a perfectionist hat on um, what we can, what's good and what has to be discarded. And that has really helped me because I used to be really stuck Uh, in the writing process and coming up with those two alter egos has helped me create like almost daily long posts. That's amazing. I am curious to ask about what it's like to work with your partner. What is that like? Ooh, this is when I get off and it's, it's unique. So it's, it's really special in, in a way that um, in the sense that you're sharing, like you're on such a massive journey together. And yet it can be really tough when you're like both trying to steer a ship towards like different islands, let's say. And, um, and but I think even though there's some friction sometimes between us, like, in terms of where we think um, we should take the, the company, we balance each other out. I think if I didn't have him in the business, I would have spent all our money and <laughs> I don't know where we would be. You know, I'm very good at making it, but I'm also very good at spending it. And he's very good at keeping an eye on it. And let's, you know, let's build a savings account and let's stay realistic. And so in a way, we balance ourselves out in a lot of things, which is good. Um, And another trick is that we don't communicate um, on a daily basis at work. So I have my project manager be the bridge between us. I take care of design and my designers, and I art direct the website. Then we hand it over to the project manager who deals with my husband, who's the developer and who's our CTO and manages the development team. So, yeah, we don't even have to talk. He works from home. I work from the office. So it's all good. (laughs) Interesting. And so do you find that creating that space and that boundary and buffer between you two, I guess it gives you more freshness to come to your personal relationship with? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Because I I haven't spoken to him all day. So then you miss him. (laughs) And if he hasn't been in the office, he he doesn't know the gossip that's not happening on Slack, you know, on our messaging software. He doesn't know, you know, what we said at lunch. And, and so I get to fill him in on that stuff. And the other thing that we do is like, sometimes I'll come home and I'll be like, Hey husband, I'm had a <laughs> rough day. Does I'm really have a name or do we just call him? No, husband? no, but this is it. This is it. Like I say, Hey husband, because then <laughs> I say, uh, I'm just really frustrated with my business partner today. <laughs> <laughs> and I try and differentiate the two. 
right? Because as a husband, he's done nothing wrong. But as a business partner, he might have done something during that day that has pissed me off. So I joke around with that. I'm like, yeah, I love you, missed you today, but you know, I'm really pissed off with my business partner. <laughs> I love how you've incorporated acting into your entire life where you're, you're just, you're, it's the same thing where you're role hopping with your writing and you're role hopping with your business and relationship. And um, this, this is a theme that I'm finding coming up for you. So you are for sure embodying the dream, Joanna, 100%. Well, thank you for pointing that out. I'm just noticing that now. Like, you're right. Yeah. I act a lot. No, yeah. but, I'm, but I'm honest. Like, I live it all. Yeah. No, yeah. It's truthful. It's authentic. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, a, it's resourceful. And it makes me wonder if there's, like, a, a talk you're going to do in the future or a book you're going to write about this because it seems to be a method you've developed for yourself that you've mm-hmm. – you know, kind of developed through different areas, you know, through running the agency, through getting on stage, through managing the challenges of running a business with your partner and all of that stuff. So it's really fascinating. Yeah. Well, if you want to read that book, Todd Herman just (laughs) launched it. Oh, really? (laughs) He wrote a book, similar. Yeah. He wrote a book about Alter Ego. I think it's coming out February, March. But Alter Ego is like one, right? Like that's like Sasha Fierce, right? Right. But it's this, it's similar, right? It's similar. It's creating different characters for yourself for different Mm -hmm. scenarios. And I would, I haven't read the book because it hasn't come out. I've only read the one, the one chapter he's giving away. Um, But I do think he says you could have multiple ones um, that would deal with different life situations, right? Because we don't want Sasha Fierce on all the time. I mean, it would be fun, but no, it would be exhausting (laughs) is the truth of it. I mean, who doesn't want to walk around like Beyonce on stage all day? Right. Yeah. Beyonce is my alter ego, not Sasha Fierce. I like Beyonce. She's a badass. Mm-hmm. Such a boss. Yeah. She's, so she's everything. She's, she's so everything. Creative. Did you, do you watch her albums? Because she creates a music video per song. Mm-hmm. They're gorgeous. She's, she's everything. She is the artist. She's the entrepreneur. She is the, the embodied goddess. She is the queen and her power. She embraces every archetype and she is everything. <laughs> and anyone who doesn't agree should stop listening to the podcast now. <laughs> you know and- that here in Portugal, they have Beyonce parties. I think everywhere should have Beyonce parties. I think you and I should throw a Beyonce party. I mean, yes, I support it. (laughs) Awesome. Um, So what I would, so where, where can my listeners stalk you and find you? And I know that you also have a really awesome guide to helping people become the most, to creating the most badass website and helping them become, you know, really the top notch of their industry. So where can they grab all of that awesome info from you? Where should they be stalking you? How can they find you? Where should they come watch you speak? I mean, just tell us where we can get more Joanna, please. (laughs) So the place I hang out the most, which is I'm really addicted to is Instagram. So my handle is Joanna Galveo design. And on my bio, there's the link to the freebie, which is, it's a mouthful, so it's probably easier you find it there. And um, yeah, I post almost every day and uh, I try to be really 
I give a lot of value through my posts. So I talk about creativity on there, about, you know, tips for websites to convert better. I talk about the books I'm reading, all that jazz. Um, you can come hear me speak at Traffic and Conversion in San Diego in February. Or if you're in Europe, in my side of the world, you can come to Youpreneur in November. Tickets are not out yet, but they should be soon. And... Yeah, my website, my agency is called giftdesignstudios.com. You can see all our work there and that should be it. Yay! <laughs> and before we wrap up, is there any, any parting thoughts that you want to leave um, these creatives making money with? Any, any tips or like one thing that you want to make sure they remember? The importance of reflection and letting your mind wonder like ask yourself when was the last time you really gave yourself that mental freedom to just let your mind go wherever and reflect back on where, how far you've come and where you want to go amazing thank you so much joanna thank you this is so much fun jamie Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Creatives Making Money, but don't go anywhere without subscribing. Also, I just wanted to mention that ratings and reviews are really a huge help. So if you've connected with this episode or a previous episode, or if something you heard here just resonated with you really deeply or gave you the feels or a huge aha, letting me know with a rating and review really, really makes my day. So I'd so appreciate it and you. Remember, if you're just getting started making money with your creative talents and you're just figuring it out, you're likely going to need a website that helps you sell your products and services. So to learn more about my approach to writing that sells, you can visit thejamiejensen.com slash free training. On this training, I'll walk you through each page of your website and explain what must be there in order to pre-sell clients and customers. This makes it way easier for you to make money. You'll also learn about my signature course, Copy That, but of course, there's no pressure. All sales of that course help cover the cost of this podcast, but the training is available to you whether you decide to purchase the course or not. If you're looking to connect with more listeners and like-minded creatives who, who check out this podcast, you also can do that. We continue the conversation from these episodes in our private online Facebook lounge. You can head to creativesmakingmoney.com group to join the free group. And as always, you can find all important links and details in this episode's show notes, always available at creativesmakingmoney.com. Don't hesitate to head over there now. And as always, create like you mean it. <laughs>